This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. You're listening to the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Brandon Worth joining you here this afternoon here on WBRN, 1460 AM, 107.7 and 96.5 FM. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a great show in store for you today. Got a chance to sit down and chat with head coach of Reed City Track and Field, Justice Long, as well as we'll get into a full track and field preview for this upcoming spring. And of course, the local sports scoreboard will get you all the latest results in around all sports in the area, whether it's baseball, softball, track and field, and whatnot. We'll get all to it here today. But first, of course, want to thank the sponsors that make this show possible. Those include, obviously, the United States Air Force as the primary sponsor for this show, including also Johnson's Automotive Repair, the Schuberg Insurance Agency, Alter Care Big Rapids, Quality Car and Truck Repair, Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids, Macasta Solo Transit Authority, and Macasta Solo Career Center from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for making this show possible. Before we get into the interview, I want to say a quick shout out as well to all the listeners on our show, as well as just all the people that make this possible. Those include JT Scarpelli, as well as Steve Gove, Eric Etchinson, and all the great people here at the Big Rapids Radio Network. Thank you as well for instilling this opportunity upon myself and the studio use to make this happen for you guys. And of course, the fans are just as important. So I thank you for making this show possible as as well. Hope you guys have enjoyed the weather outside. I know that I have. I've already gotten my golf clubs out, my disc golf discs out. I've been trying to be outside as much as possible. I have got to admit, I've been sunburned the last couple days and competing with a sunburn, practicing, working out with a sunburn is very difficult, but I think it's worth it in the end just to know that we can go outside and there's not snow on the ground. Hopefully I don't jinx next week, but hopefully you guys have enjoyed the outside weather. Go out and watch some sports while you're at it. There's a lot of great high school events in the area coming up, especially this week, which we'll get to that here following the interview, which speaking of which, let's have a chat with coach Justice Long of Reed City Track and Field. So yeah, we'll get right into it here. Obviously the team uh, getting started with the season, first couple meets down in Hart as well as Central Montcalm. What are your overall thoughts on the team season so far? Overall, I think things have been pretty good. Um, I'll start with the girls' side of things. Uh, we struggle with numbers there, so that um, hurts us when we go out and compete. But we've opened up pretty well with the numbers we've been able to put up. We have a relay team for four by one, and we're looking to run a four by four um, at Nuevo possibly. So we've got girls who want to compete and that are there to. Um, hopefully compete well. Uh, it's just putting them in the right spot now. On the boys' side of things, we've started out very hot. It's been um, a wild ride, I'd say, over the last two meets. At heart, we looked really good. Couldn't compete with heart in a sense of uh, numbers, number of athletes. So we st- we took second there. And then uh, in the conference, we're two and one. Close with Kent City, uh, we uh, DQ'd on a couple of relays uh, that set us back from them. So I think we're there. Our relays have been on other than our, our DQ um, and athletes have showed up to compete. So I'm excited for that. 
Absolutely. And you guys certainly have a loaded schedule. Obviously, a lot of big meets coming up on deck and certainly some new ones as well. Lansing Catholic, I see on the schedule here for this upcoming weekend, as well as Shepherd Blue Jay. And of course, obviously, the postseason. As for a coaching perspective, what kind of goes through the process of structuring your team's schedule so that they're peaking at the right time at the end of the season? Yes. Yeah, so being able to set my schedule this year, I was pretty excited about that. Um, I knew I wanted to go on the heavy end of things towards the beginning. It gives uh, the coaching staff and I an option to play around with relays and uh, build teams and figure out what's going to kind of work through the season for us. Um, And then as we move out of the month of April and into May, things kind of smooth out some and we don't have as much. We're about two a week there. I love the conference to uh, invite ratio as we go like a Tuesday to a Friday, just it gives you the ability to still get athletes who don't compete on Fridays and on Tuesdays and really um, still make people feel as if they're um, contributing to the team aspect of it. As we peak, I like to peak um, and go to Blue Jay and really begin to see some more speed there is like, okay, this is probably one of the biggest meets we'll see until we get to stay in a regional. So see the atmosphere. What's that like? It's a very well-run meet. And we, we set some goals there as we come into that week. Uh, and then uh, we'll see our conference the following um, and regionals after that. And that's when we're really looking to peak as we hit conference and regionals, as we work out, things slow down. Um, and then it's off to state in Mitka. So I'm pretty exciting. Absolutely. And especially for you as a, a first year head coach of the Coyote program, uh, what kind of philosophy have you seen kind of the team adapt under your reign so far, as well as some things you're truly trying to instill into this team? So the last couple of years, I've been able to be with just the sprint side of things and um, been able to instill my philosophy is in we take we clean up after ourselves. We really take care of things and we work hard as sprinters. Now that the whole program is under me, I really I believe a successful program starts with its culture. Um, and you really have to focus together as one culture, but also separate as two cultures because you compete as two cultures. So we really we focus on a lot of things like responsibility, um, leaving things better uh, than when we found them. And uh, I want you to become a well-rounded young adult, um, really growing the athlete, but also your your personal side of things is what uh, the goal of the program really is. Uh, we want to have fun. Um, things we do daily, we, uh, we play games as an entire program, whether we're um, playing blob tag, different versions of tag, other things like that. We work out often together. So we came, we started a block schedule this year where we have four blocks. We start together in our warm up block. We break for block two. That's our, our running workout. So uh, everyone breaks to go do some various type of running. Um, then we break into block three, which is event work and relay work. If you don't necessarily have an event relay, we move you to, okay, let's block start, let's do plyos. We've got workouts for that. And then we all come back together and we cool down together. And I really think keeping the team atmosphere is what keeps kids coming back. And it feels like a family and it's essential to keep them coming back in a small school like this. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, it. it's really about building a healthy culture. 
For sure. That aspect, I'm sure, is something that can be so important with building a great program. So that's great to hear, uh, especially with the season coming up. Obviously, a lot of people are probably looking at Reed City, looking at some of the, the really good quality athletes that have been doing very well or on the up and up. Who are some names that you would recommend that will really be having breakout years and some that the community can just watch out for? Yeah, so... I'll start with a couple of seniors. Uh, Bryson Hughes ran for us last year and then was injured um, and didn't get to finish out the season. And uh, he's looking really good this year. And I'm excited to see him compete in the one and the two in both respective relays. So that should be someone to watch out for. And then Olivia Moore is leading our girls throws this year and she'll be one to watch out for. She plays really well in conference um, and at heart. So that on that, that's for senior wise. Um, uh, Anthony Kianis and August Rody highlight both of them in the four, the eight, and the mile. And we're kind of playing around with them in their positions um, as they run both the relays too. Uh, but they'll both definitely be guys to watch out for as they compete well in the conference. Um, on the freshman end of things, I've got Emma Johnston and Tyler Woodside. Uh, Emma is a freshman girl who's come out and placed very well at both at all three meets, um, including SVSU in both high jump and pole vault. She's also stepped up to run the 400 this year and really um, bought into that. And I think she's once she finds her groove there, she'll do well. And then Tyler Woodside is leading our team for boys throws as a freshman. And he's really, he really stepped up and uh, knows what he's doing and knows his game and um, has challenged some of our other uh, seniors and juniors to get better. And I think he'll be one to watch out throughout the season as well. Absolutely. One more question for you, coach. Appreciate the time jumping on the show. Uh, when it comes to Reed City track and field as a whole, uh, what are the, you think the strengths are going to be for this team this year, as well as maybe not necessarily a, a full weakness, but things that you would love to see the team improve on from now, especially going into regionals and state finals? I think our strengths will be on our relays for the boys side of things. They're very uh, driven there and determined to hit some success hit some successful markers um, they've set already for themselves. And on, on the girls' side, I'd say um, our sprints are really are stepping up and shaping to look pretty good um, for strength there. Um, as uh, for our weakness or things we kind of need to improve on, in the boys' side of things, we've got a couple events where we just don't have very many people or people scoring yet and kind of finding those um, fillers into that um, who can go score in a hurdle uh, meet and who can go score here and there. Um, so kind of doing things like that. Um, I'd like to see us improve in those little areas on the girl side of things throughout the season. It's kind of tough. You can't continue to pick up more athletes, but really finding uh, the girls spots in three or four events um, and trying to get them successful as a, a whole team is really something I want to improve on um, this season. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Coach. I appreciate the time, and I wish you the best of luck this season. Yes, thank you, sir. There you have it, Reed City Track and Field. Big thanks to Coach Long for coming on the show, and we certainly wish all of our track leads the best spring season on deck. Speaking of which, we'll preview all the track and field teams coming up, as well as the local sports scoreboard. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the West Michigan Sports Show on WBRN. 
Welcome back. Going into the local sports scoreboard now here on the West Michigan Sports Show. Be sure to subscribe as well as get that preset to WBRN so you don't miss out on any shows. Every Saturday, 3.35 p.m., you know exactly where to find us as well on all of our podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of the shows over the weekend. A lot of action, especially tournament ball, whether baseball or softball as well, as a couple track and field meets happened over this last weekend. We got those recaps as well as what to watch for here this upcoming weekend here in the local area starting all the way back on April 8th with some tournament action on the diamond down in cold water Reed City traveled down there softball and baseball baseball team coming up short against Hanover Horton and Coldwater two really tough teams down there in cold water as well as softball falling to Ludington in consecutive games over there on the lake shore big rapids also traveling down for baseball and getting two victories against Niles and St. Joseph's a combined 29 runs from the Cardinals on offense certainly going out and and running early in those games. Central Montcalm falling to Fowler in baseball. 6-0 on the road for the Hornets, as well as softball putting up a fight, but almost coming out on top against Fowler. They lost 9-7 in that tournament. Did miss one game over my docket here. Reed City also playing against Coloma in that matchup. Ended up falling to the comments in a 5-4 thriller on the diamond. Moving into April 10th, Nuego facing Holton at home for baseball, getting a dominant victory, 15-0, 13-1. The final scores there from Nuego. Chippewa Hills and Ithaca squared off as well in baseball. Ithaca getting the two-game sweep by scores 9-3 and 4-1. Central Montcalm did get back in the win column, getting a win over Saranac, 19-4. Dominant offensive victory there for the Hornets as well as softball. Nuego getting a close, close game with Holton. Both teams certainly wanted it. Holton edging out Nuego in game one, 11-10, and the game was called at a tie in six innings, 10-10. I tell you what, consistency certainly was on display in that game. Remus and Ithaca also squared off in softball. Ithaca certainly putting some dominance down against the Warriors. The Yellow Jackets get the sweep in dominance there in softball. Over in girls soccer, Grant getting a victory over Carson City Crystal for nothing as well as Chippewa Hills falling to Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart and Petoskey edging out Big Rapids 2-1 in a very close game with the Cardinals. April 11th, Big Rapids try County. Big Rapids getting a dominant game one win. A little bit closer in game two, but still getting the sweep there. 14-0 and 5-3. The final scores over the Vikings. Reed City falling to Central Montcalm 3-1 and 11-7. The final there from the home of the Hornets. Grant and Morley Stanwood squaring off. Morley Stanwood getting an away victory over the Tigers in game one. Game was called at 4-4 after six innings there in game two. Kent City and Lakeview. It's the Wildcats in game one, but the Eagles in game two. 4-5 and 8-5, the final scores in respective for the Eagles. Remus Chippewa Hills and Nuengo squaring off in baseball. Unfortunately, only could get one game in, and that's because it took 12 innings. 4-3 the final score. The Warriors win an absolute thriller at home in front of their home crowd. Big Rapids and Tri-County in softball. The Cardinals got the job done. 33-0 your combined score in that one. Coach Thompson's team certainly haven't lost the hot bats that they had last season. Grant against Moe Stanwood. The Tigers dominate the Mohawks for two wins in CSAA play, as well as Central Montcalm getting a close win over Reed City, as well as Kent City and Lakeview squaring off. But 
We have no score, so we'll have to get that one to you here this upcoming week. As well as finally, Remus Chippewa Hills Nuego, 17-11 Nuego wins game one, and 19-4 they win in game two. Over there on April 12th, Grant falling to Montague. Listen to this baseball score, 25-10. Turns out offense is name of the game this year so far, as I'm hearing here on this scoreboard, as well as Tri-County and Grant and Girls Soccer, the Vikings. Put up nine on the Tigers in a dominant CSAA victory. Reed City also getting a win over Kent City. 6-1 the final on the road for the Coyote squad, as well as Nuego defeating Lakeview 4-0 and Big Rapids taking down Chip Hills 3-0 here on April 12th. Some of the other games we got here coming up. Kent City and Orchard View set to square off in baseball here as we're recording this this evening on Thursday, as well as Grant and Muskegon Orchard View will play in girls soccer. And Muskegon Oak Ridge will host Nuego in softball as well at 4 o'clock. Some other games coming up here on Friday. White Cloud will travel to Tri-County on the Diamond for baseball, as well as Lakeview and Grant set to square off in Lakeview. When we stand with hosting Chippewa Hill a little regional battle between those two conference teams. Nuego and Central Montcalm will square off as well as the big one, Reed City and Big Rapids at Reed City on Friday. As well as golf getting underway, Reed City will be traveling here in a tournament this weekend. They'll actually be hosting this tournament, the Colton Lake, Lake City, McBain, Northern Michigan Christian, some of the teams that are reportedly in on this tournament, as well as we'll give you all the recap on that here upcoming on these next couple shows. Gaylord and Big Rapids set to square off and girls soccer hastings will be hosting howard city tri-county and kentwood grand river prep will face off against kent city as well as lakeview ravenna and nuego greenville those games coming up in girls soccer as well as all baseball matchups will also be in effect for softball this upcoming weekend april 15th Get ready. Here we go. Red Devil Baseball Invite. Holton will be the host there. Muskegon, Reitz, Puffer, Nuego, and White Cloud, the teams that will be represented there, as well as Kent City will be hosting a team in baseball. Reportedly not sure who the opponent is yet in their tournaments, so be on the lookout for those scores as well as Chippewa Hills will be playing Greenville in a baseball doubleheader. Golf, Kent City will be hosting the Eagle Invitational. That will be Wyoming, Triune Christian, Grand Rapids, Covenant Christian, and Granville Calvin Christian. Will be participating in that tournament. Lakeview and Fremont and girls soccer will square off. Reed City and Ithaca at the home of the Coyotes. Remus Chippewa Hills and Greenville and Shepherd. Both of those games going to be hosted right in Remus. Kent City will be also facing a couple teams in softball at their home tournament, as well as Molly Stanwood will be hosting Brethren and Company for the Morley Softball Tournament. TBD on the times and starting pitches for those games. Finishing out the show, we'll preview some of the track and field teams to watch out for here this upcoming season. A couple of quads underway here in the CSAA with a couple teams already getting some meets under their belts in, as we mentioned with Coach Long already. A couple meets under the belt for the Reed City squads as well as Big Rapids as well has gotten a couple good meets in over the last couple weeks. And many teams already looking pretty darn good here going into the thick of the season really in April it's really kind of a grind session where you have a lot of that early season prep work getting the rust out a little bit the couple weeks but the month of April is definitely the month where it just gets pretty gritty and you have a lot of work being put in but it all pays off in the month of May especially later on in the postseason but kind of previewing some of the teams to watch out for of course a year ago in the gold championships it was run especially on the women's side by Chippewa Hills 
absolute dominance from the Lady Warriors. Over 200 points in the 17 combined events. Absolutely crazy stat line and score for Coach Hatfield's team. Obviously, Fremont now moving into the WMC. The men's winners a year ago going over and now we'll have a new men's champion in the running, which Tri-County was the team last year that was in second place ahead of Reed City, Central Montcalm, and Big Rapids. On the women's side, Central Montcalm and Big Rapids fighting for that second and third spot here for this upcoming year as well as Tri-County right behind. But when you look at a lot of these teams, especially the depth is certainly starting to show and there's a lot of standouts that have really put in a lot of good work and especially with the unique circumstances of, of course, Mother Nature. A couple indoor meets already in the season as well for a couple teams, which has given a lot of opportunities to run some fast times out of the elements, especially for some sprinter groups, especially when you look at the men's and the women's 60s, quite a few of those top times in indoor meets already this year. But especially when you look right now at the sprints, you can definitely tell uh, that there's certainly a couple teams that have really stood out when it comes to their sprinting programs. Tri-County is certainly one of them on the men's side, have a lot of really good 100, 200 meter guys. Stuart Gold, one of them, as well as Owen Barronwald, both those guys, really talented football players. And you can see why. Uh, as you go up more into the distance crews, especially on the men's side, Reed City chipping in with their good group of cross country champions in there, making some damage with Gus Rohde, Anthony Kianis, Ryan Allen, to name a few, as well as Chippewa Hills, Jake O'Neill, of course, an individual standout, as well as Matthew Brownell. Those guys will certainly be carrying the Warriors in the distance categories. Kent City, of course, a team that has a lot of depth and a lot of success as well in the hurdle crew. Uh, certainly quite a few hurdles, and that's what's given them quite a few points in the past as well. As far as throwing and jumping events, it's certainly a team that we might not have expected, but I know I certainly have. White Cloud is a team to definitely watch out for. They have a lot of really good athletes in the field events, pole vault, high jump, and discus as well as shot put all events with an Indian at the top of the list. So that's going to be a really tell of the tale. But as Coach Long said, especially that it's all about the depth. And that's one of the reasons, especially why the Warrior women won last year, as well as you saw a team like Tri-County is a team that I'll certainly be watching out for on the women's side, who really performed very well last year with the depth they had. Lost a couple of key contributors, but Coach Weston Rackley, as well as Coach Adam Ashley, have done a really good job of really building that program back up, especially in the distance department, to really compensate that. And there'll be a team I'm certainly watching out for this upcoming year as well. As you look on the women's side as well, uh, certainly a lot of really good Hornets on the distance side, especially with that young group of freshmen and sophomores, Grace Coast and Kaya Hoffman, really led that cross-country charge this last year. They're really making up for it here in the distance event so far. Kent City, of course, uh, a really good team. Lila Volker is one of the best distance runners in the conference. And then, of course, Big Rapids has really made a name for themselves, really starting to get into the sprints, especially on the women's side. Sophia Blackwell has been a standout candidate, as well as Lynn Belvin really leading that charge in the 200 as well as the 100-meter dashes. And certainly you have a couple teams there that have a lot of good individuals like Nuego, like Grant, that can really, really put some top individual qualifiers up there. They're just looking for that depth to really make those team scores count. And right now, as it's appearing, we might see a Warrior women repeat once again, but do not, do not count out the Kent City Eagles. Their depth, especially across the board, is going to be a 
big time team to watch, as well as White Cloud, a team that will be looking to compete amongst Reed City Big Rapids and Central Montcalm for the CSAA men's crown. Thank you all for tuning in to this show. Be sure to subscribe to WBRN as well as all the podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes of the West Michigan Sports Show. But until next time, Brandon Worth signing off. Have a great day. We'll be right back.